What's up, people? Michael here with the Rare Petro Podcast, bringing you another live edition of what in the heck just happened in oil and gas for June 3rd, 2019. I can't believe it's already June. I feel like 2019 just started. We are live on YouTube. Time stands at about 9.59 a.m. Mountain Time here in beautiful Golden, Colorado on a Thursday. If you're listening to this podcast, it'll probably be up about Thursday afternoon or your commute Friday. Glad to back to be with you. It's uh, it's a beautiful day outside. I'm actually kind of get this podcast cranked out so I can get outside and enjoy some of this little weather before I have to come back in here and work. Um, not much clerical work to go through today. I think the the, the couple the two things I want to say is I know everybody was expecting out of me the around the base in 180 seconds this week. I'm gonna I went ahead and pulled an ejector seat on that one until next Monday. The reason why is the data source that I'm using. I'm uh, working with a, with a company who's providing me some pretty extensive free data because the the real move is we need Powder River, Powder River data. All of the data has updated, but the Powder River Basin that comes out tomorrow at about I think four o'clock is that's kind of when my when they claim Wyoming is going to have everything updated on their end. So I'm going to take the weekend to get those podcasts recorded once that perm, uh, Powder River Basin information drops. And so Monday you should be having all of the around the basin 180 seconds for the month of May. I'm excited to get those out to you. Second, just continue to subscribe to us on all the platforms: LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, at Rare underscore Petro. Uh, subscribe to this podcast. Subscribe to this YouTube channel. Really, I really want to push the YouTube version of this podcast. And I, 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 I hope everyone who's, and I'm not making anybody mad who's listening on the podcast because I really appreciate it. And I think that's why, you know, it's I, I listen to podcasts all the time. I love it. I want. But I really think the YouTube version of this is, is, is great. I get the visual. I, you see the visual of my charts. You get to see my outline that obviously the links to my outline and the charts will always be in the comments on YouTube and the comments on the iTunes channel. I appreciate everybody who listens. And and so I just, you know, the YouTube product is great. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, and yeah, that's kind of all the clerical work we got. Let's go ahead and dive right in. You know, we've got a pretty packed show um, looking at our outline. We just have some trade wars and supply cuts. We also have some Jerome Powell rate cuts. He came out and hinted some. Um, insane API and EIA builds, some warnings to Trump, and as always, we'll get into my trading channel of the week, which I also have a, I have a surprise for you, a little interesting shakeup in the trading channel of the week. So, but bef- before we can really talk about what happened Monday, we have to talk about what happened on Friday of last week. So I come out with the podcast every Thursday. Sometimes on Friday, crazy stuff happens. And trust me, on Friday of last week, look at what happened. The prices was trading at about 56.48. By the time a Friday session was over, prices were all the way down at 53.27. A $3 movement downward in the price. And that all comes on the heels of Trump announcing that he's going to put tariffs on the any Mexico imports. And one of the biggest things we import from Mexico is ref, uh, is crude oil to refine at some of our Louisiana refiners. They have a really good type of crude that, that plays really well with jet fuel. It's another reason why the Venezuelan cuts have been, or the Venezuelan sanctions have been really bad because that heavy, heavy crude that you get from both Mexico, or <coughs> that area down there that Mexico and Venezuela get off of is super heavy in it. And there are only certain refiners that can get that, and that turns into really high-quality jet fuel. So that's really what you're seeing in an absolute tanking of the price. I mean, not even a tank. It was an evisceration on Friday. $3 over like 6% of the total market cap of oil just got erased like that. It's unbelievable. So when we move into Monday, or you know, Sunday night, Monday, when the market opened that Sunday night, oil actually gapped down and opened at 52.35. It ran all the way up on Monday, all the way to 54.50, and that was on the heels 
of and if we go back to our own, that was on the heels of some of some OPEC supply cuts. I have a nice little CNBC article that's posted in there. Basically, really what it, what OPEC came out and said is that they have signaled that you know Saudi Arabia came out that and basically said that OPEC along with Russia are going to continue to manage this sort of global oil supply crisis by pulling back to continue to avoid a surplus. They basically there was a quote from Energy Minister Khalid Afali. Who is, like I said, probably the most powerful oil guy in the world. His quote was, We will do what is needed to sustain market stability beyond June. To me, that means drawing down inventories from the current elevated levels. And he's quoted that by a Saudi owned Arab newspaper. So who knows if that's what he actually said, but that's what he said to the newspaper because they're all in bed with each other. So we know that. Um, but uh, we, uh, so yeah, we have, you know, which. Regardless of whether or not we, he's signaling that these supply cuts are going to happen, and you know why not believe me? They want higher oil prices. Everybody is is sort of feeling from that. You know, there's a reason Saudi just had to go out and do a a hundred billion dollar capital raise for Saudi Aramco. They need they kind of need some cash on hand, so they're wanting the higher oil prices too, and that's what he's going to continue to do. The problem was once he got once that price you know backed off that news, traders ran that price up to like I said fifty four about fifty. Well, then, unfortunately, what happened was the trade war just continued to get heated. Trump, not only did he not back off the trade war uh, with, not, he, not only did he back off the Mexico tariffs, he said that they're going to continue to increase 5 to 15 to 20 year after year if they do not help us solve the illegal immigration crisis. So, again, political reasons why this stuff is going on, but you can see it's having a massive effect of the price. That high of that high on the day, about 54.50, one time the market closed, it was driven all the way back down to 52.77, so only about a 30 cent net gain on the day, even though we saw about a two, two and a half dollar swing. When we move into Tuesday, outside of the API report, which we will get to, which sort of set the tone for the entire week, muddled Tuesday. I, you know, really, you know, it was a completely muddled. There were some interesting channels to trade. I, I almost... There are, our trading channel of the week almost came through, and I'm actually going to point out, and I want to actually, I didn't get around to actually uh, circling it right here, but there's this very interesting head and shoulders pattern that I want to point out to you guys. So like I said, if you can, uh, yikes, if you can please get to the, uh, you if you can see it on YouTube, it'll be a great way to uh, uh, see it, but we'll go ahead and that head and shoulders pattern that I just crossed right there. You know, but outside of that, there was really an insane uh, it really wasn't much insane that happened. It was just pretty muddled. Really, the thing that happened was the API came out, like I said, at our 2.30 on Tuesday, and they went ahead and dropped a 3.54 million barrel build, which is pretty big considering they were considering a slight, the forecasts were for a slight draw, and so that went ahead and just dropped the price. That went ahead and, sorry, that's my long-term chart. They went ahead and just dropped the price. It was trading about 53.53 right when that uh API numbers dropped. By the time those numbers had settled, about 30 minutes later, oil was already down about 60 cents to 52.90, and that just set the day for Wednesday. On Wednesday, the EIA camp comes out at 8:30 a.m. and says, "Nope, not a three million build, but a 6.7 million build." Sorry, mess around with the Google Doc there, and that, as you can see, took the price all the way from 52.78 all the way down to the low of that day. It was all the way down to 50.60. And then it bounced off 50, 60, 50, 59, it looks like, was the low right there. Um, 50, 50, yeah, oh my goodness, just an unbelievable tanking. It rebounded a little bit on a slight retracement. Um, if we draw, I wonder if we draw Fibonacci's. This is just why we do stuff on the flies, you see. So we draw our Fibonacci uh, from our low to our high. You can see, yeah, it didn't really bounce off anything. Sometimes you don't ever want to make your Fibonacci's. 
You, you, you always want to draw them and just see what they tell you. You don't ever want to try to fit it. That's where you can get in trouble. So it doesn't really tell us anything there, but that 51, that 50-53 zone is, an, is, an, is, is, is a super spicy level. You can see it bounced off that. And it ended up retracing back up to 52-32 before it's just settled in again to this range. So the two big events that happened Tuesday, Wednesday, was just an incredible build. So, I mean, you know, this, you know, on Monday you have OPEC coming out and saying, we want to draw down supplies worldwide. Well, then guess what happens on Tuesday and Wednesday? The U.S. comes out and says, ah, we're actually in a, we're in a build ourselves. And so you could just see that reflection of the price. Today, nothing interesting really has happened. It's just been a, another muddled trading day. I thought the most interesting news that came out was the these uh, U.S. refiners have actually basically warned Trump that if these, you know, if these tariffs continue, we are going to see higher fuel prices. And that's not what um, U.S. refiners want. They want to be able to charge a nice low price because then more people are going to continue to use it. So it's a very interesting um, world U.S. refiners find. That you think refiners would want really, really high oil prices, but they really don't because the higher the oil price, the less a family gets in their car and decides to drive. Or let someone to size to buy a plane ticket and get in a plane because those plane tickets go. So they actually, they, they like a sweet spot of low oil prices that actually encourages movement of people to get them to actually use all of the fuel they're producing. So this the, these this 5% tariff on all Mexico airports is going to hurt them. We There could be a slight waiver in them. I'm not actually sure. There's um, a lot of good evidence that and a lot of good news dropping that he's probably going to waive oil and gas specifically fuel coming out of Mexico, but you know, until he actually comes out and says that, we're going to go with that. Um, as far as our long-term chart, you can kind of see last week the U.S.-Mexico tariffs start and it accidentally broke through our uh, broke through our trend line, dropped all the way down, you say, to our 50-50 zone, and then it's continued to be super muddled right there. So not much we can um, infer. The only thing we can do is draw new volume benches. So what I'm just looking at is on this right side right here, you can see all of these. These are... The points at which the most volume is traded at at that price level. So you can see we have a vo you know volume bench here, here, and I'm going to drop another one. I'm going to cap this bench like right here, and we'll cap it right here. And as if you can see, just looking at the volume benches, you can see that's where a majority of that trading happened. And when it falls, it falls down, picks up another, and sets in a new volume bench. So you can kind of see how that works. Too early to draw a new trend line, so I'm going to go ahead and not do that. I want to wait to see till a couple more action hats, uh, a couple more days get put in. But overall, just a super, just depressing, just two weeks. I have zero clue what's going on in the market. Nobody does. Um, but you know, we will, once we continue to get more information, we'll get, get that out to you. As far as our trading channel of the week, I'm calling it the non-trading, the non-trading of the week. I, I I didn't make, I I wouldn't have traded this week. I I there was very little trades to be made. The only thing. That I really liked is, like I said, I highlighted a nice head and shoulders pattern right here. Holy smokes. I highlighted a nice head and shoulders pattern here that could have been nice to play. You know, if you had seen the bounce off right here, you could have been able to get it in at an entrance point at 52.92. And you probably could have exited about 53.39. You would have seen, you know, we have here, here's the... It's an inverted head and shoulders because here you have the shoulder, the head, or excuse me, it's not an inverted, excuse me. So you have the shoulder, the head, and the shoulder right there. You could have got in probably at the base of the neckline, as they call it. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see right now I'm drawing the neckline right there. You could have probably gotten into the entrance point. Yeah, it's about 52.93. would have run up all the way to about 53.30. That happened on Tuesday. It would have been in the overnight session, so I wouldn't have been trading anyway, but if you had indicators on that were you know indicating some sort of stuff it would have been good you could have also used the moving averages and played a little uh five minute ema bob 
Um, but besides that, I thought it was a super muddled week. I wouldn't have, you know, there really wasn't much to get in on. Um, and that's sort of it. As always, the links to my charts are down at the bottom of the Google Doc. Um, and if you want to take a look at my Google Doc, please, the link is both in the iTunes uh, description and on the YouTube description. Um, pretty sure that's it. So as all, I want to go ahead and let you guys get back to work. Thank you again for checking out What in the Heck Just Happened for Oil and Gas for June 3rd, 2019. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for helping me modernize the oil field.